The past several months have truly shifted the ways in which we lead our choirs. For many of us, in-person singing has not been possible, so we've had to shift to trying to rehearse online. And whether you use Zoom, Google Meet, or some other software, the experience will be different. There's no way around that. But with creative and extra guidance for our singers, we can make singing online a productive and valuable experience for everyone involved. Today, I'm going to talk about how a Zoom rehearsal can work and give you some best practices to use so that your rehearsals are time well spent. Let's get started. Welcome to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. I am your host, Matt Walker. I hope this episode finds you well. You're staying safe, staying healthy in this crazy world that we live in. In today's episode, I'm going to discuss everything Zoom. So I get a lot of questions about how I'm rehearsing online with my choirs. And some of the questions are music related, you know, maybe the logistics of how we are doing the actual rehearsing online. And some questions are more related to the software itself, how all of it works and how we might take Zoom or Google Meet and utilize it in a way that works for us as choir directors. Now, I'm going to cover both of these aspects in today's episode, starting first with the logistics of a rehearsal online. So when it comes to Zoom rehearsals, there's some good news and there's some bad news. First, we'll go to the bad news. Now, we cannot duplicate virtually the experience of singing with others at the same time in a choir. The technology just does not exist, at least not yet. The lag is unavoidable. Also, it's very difficult to address some of the more specific ensemble skills like vocal blend and balance when you're doing this virtually. In order to use Zoom effectively, you have to mute all of your singers, which means they cannot hear each other and you cannot hear them, which really limits the feedback that you can give them in real time. However, there is some good news in that you can emphasize the individual development of our singers. So thinking more about individual outcomes versus the ensemble outcome being the top priority. You can continue to teach musical concepts through choral repertoire, just as you did before. You can continue to teach sight reading, music literacy, music history, etc. You can continue to make connections with your singers and with the world around us through music. You can continue to help our singers develop vocal technique. You can continue to incorporate the social aspects of being a choir member. We all love those. You can create projects that incorporate the musical performances of our singers. You can even cover some of the national standards that you don't normally get to. But for me, the number one thing is that you can continue to keep your singers singing. When using Zoom for rehearsals, your singers can hear you, which means that you can play or sing their parts and they can practice singing along with you. Or you could share a recording of the vocal parts being played on the piano, or you could have a recording of the piano accompaniment and have the singers sing with that. 
And while there is a lag in the technology, in this way, there is not much of an issue because the singers are basically singing by themselves. You aren't trying to keep them all together all at once virtually over this Zoom meeting. Now, using Zoom for rehearsals also gives the singers the opportunity to self-evaluate. They can either ask you a question or they can put a question in the chat. This allows for some collaborative problem solving and puts the singers in charge of the evaluation process. This also creates the opportunity for a written assessment if that is something that fits with your online curriculum. And if singers are shy about asking a question, they can send a question directly to you in the chat so that the other singers on the Zoom call do not see it. Now, I realize that this is much different than a typical choir rehearsal. In many ways, it's not even close to a normal choir rehearsal, but it does have lots of positive benefits. And like I mentioned before, the biggest one of those benefits is, is that it keeps your singers singing. Now, let's talk a little bit about best practices for using Zoom or Google Meet, if that's your tool of choice. Because even though teenagers know how to utilize technology, that doesn't mean they always know how to use it appropriately. A perfect example was during a recent Zoom with my ninth and 10th grade bass choir when I looked over at the chat in the middle of my presentation to them and saw that there were over 99 messages in the chat and none of them were relevant to my presentation. Now, they weren't being malicious in any way, but my singers were certainly not using the chat in a productive way. While they may be comfortable with the technology, they often will not be used to utilizing the technology in productive ways. So just like we have to teach them procedures in our physical classroom, we also have to teach them procedures for our virtual classroom. So here are five Zoom best practices that I discuss with all of my singers. Number one, I call this keeping it real. And I also use the line from Hamilton, I'm willing to wait for it. Now, before you enter the Zoom meeting, you're going to want to use the waiting room function with your singers. And so that puts them into this waiting room before the meeting even starts. Now, I tell my singers it's important that they use their real name to identify themselves. And the reason why is this important, there's actually two reasons. One, it helps me to take attendance. So, you know, if they've got their real name in there, that makes it a lot easier for me. The second reason is for security. And that way we can keep out anyone that shouldn't be in that meeting. So those names are easily recognizable. The second idea is what I call silence is golden. And that's this is referring to using the mute function. So when they enter the Zoom meeting, the singer's audio is going to be muted. That is a setting in Zoom that you can select so that they are automatically muted when they come in. Now, I ask them, please keep your audio muted during the rehearsal unless I tell them, okay, hey, you can unmute yourself and ask a question. Or if you're, you know, sort of going back and forth with one of your singers, um, you know, talking about the music or whatever it is you can then they can do that 
By having them always on mute, this will help reduce the distractions and keep the rehearsal moving. Now, I also turn on the nonverbal feedback, which allows them to do the virtual hand raise. And you can see that then on the screen. And that way, they can still let me know that they have a question. I see it visually, so then I can stop and address that question before I move on. Now, if push comes to shove, and you still have some issues with students interrupting your rehearsal, you can actually turn the function on where they cannot unmute themselves. So they stay muted. So that's sort of the last resort, but that is an option. And honestly, it's it's a very nice option. Let's let's be honest. <laughs> the third idea I call lights camera action. And so telling them that, hey, the camera is your friend, right? Now I tell them if they are able to, please have your video on during rehearsal. Now if it were my choice, I would probably require them to keep that on. My district has said that that is sort of an equity issue, which I totally understand. And so we are not allowed to require them to keep that camera on. But I strongly encourage them to do that because the quality of the interaction between uh, the singers and myself and the singers with each other is so much better. Now, I do encourage them to participate again through the chat as well as through the nonverbal feedback. And even without the video, they can still, you know, do the, the virtual hand raise and ask a question with their audio. Now, virtual backgrounds are also an option in Zoom. And for me, the virtual backgrounds are totally fine as long as they are school appropriate. So that's our, our uh, policy on virtual backgrounds. The fourth idea I call joining the chat. And the big thing with the chat function is keeping it focused. Now, the chat can be a very powerful, productive tool at your disposal, but can also be a huge distraction. Just like we wouldn't want our singers having side conversations in a normal rehearsal, we don't want that either with the chat in our Zoom rehearsal. So everything in the chat needs to be on topic and directly related related to the current lesson. Now, again, last resort is you can turn that chat function off. You can also do it where it, uh, you can turn off the function where the public chat is there, but they can still private chat with you. Uh, but it turns off that function where any of their chats are public. So none of the other singers can see them. So they're not going back and forth. So that is also uh, an option, sort of of a last resort. It's really helpful if you can you know, utilize that chat in order for your singers to give you feedback. That can be very helpful. And again, the fifth idea is the anatomy of a rehearsal and just discussing with them. How does this work? The fact that they will be muted so that they can't hear each other. I can't hear them, but that they can hear me and that there are ways that they can ask questions. There are ways that they can give me feedback, even though I'm not able to hear them as they sing.
And the other great thing is, is that, you know, they can, again, take these tools and they can record themselves outside of your Zoom rehearsal and they could submit that to you so that you can then listen to them and give feedback, whether it's just uh, like a practice log or whether you make that into an actual assessment. And finally, the last thing I say to them is, you know, much is different in singing in our world, but this stays the same. It's not the how we sing, it's about the why. And so getting them to focus less on all of the obstacles that are now involved with the how and getting them to remember why we sing, why we're in a choir in the first place because of the joy that it brings us and you know it gives us the opportunity to be a part of something greater than ourselves you know and you could go on we could all go on and on about that part of it but getting them out of that habit of just sort of using these obstacles as a reason not to do something right but really getting them back to the why and embracing this growth mindset of why we are singing, why are we, in, we are in a choir. We can still do it. It looks different, but we can still uh, have a great and wonderful experience. So here's the best part. If you would like to get your free copy of the Zoom Best Practices for Choir Rehearsals graphic that I created, just go down into the show notes and I'm going to put the link there. It's totally free. You can use this, share it with your students, with their families. You can post it online. It is in a PDF format, so it's very easy to use and sort of incorporate uh, online or through email wherever you want to post it and share with your students. And I hope it's something that you can use to really communicate with them, you know, how this is going to work, what are the best practices, these are the expectations, but also that, you know, we can still do this. We can still have a great experience in choir. We just have to understand that it's going to look a little bit different, but different is okay. We just have to sort of adjust our expectations and change uh, our mindset and shift how we do some things. And it still can be a very valuable, productive, rewarding experience. And if you have some other ideas for best practices in your Zoom rehearsals, I would love to hear them. You can simply send me an email at matt at choirdirectorcorner.com. Again, that's M-A-T-T at choirdirectorcorner.com. Well, my friends, that's it for today's episode. I hope you've gotten some helpful tips that you can incorporate into your online choir rehearsals. Thanks so much for listening today, and I will see you over in the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the Choir Director Corner Podcast. Don't forget to check us out over on Facebook at www.choirdirectorcornergroup.com. 